Yo, what's up, what's up, what's up, everyone? It's your man, I do a barber, back with another Beyond the Chair podcast where I go live every Wednesday night, 9.30 Central Standard Time to discuss any and everything barbering. So today, if you guys have probably noticed, if you follow me on social media and all those wonderful things, you probably know that, yeah, there are no guests today. You guys were a little bit spoiled, I must say, because let me, <laughs> let me say this. When I originally, because I'm not sure how many of you actually remember when I first started doing the guest, having guests on the podcast and those things. But when I first started having guests on the podcast, I, I said to myself, all right, I'll have one guest on per month thinking that, okay, I don't want to dry up on guests, but I'm thinking to myself, man, there's tons of barbers out here. So if you guys have been paying attention, I've had, we, we've had guests on here the last four weeks. So it's been back to back to back to back to back guest. So you guys have been quite spoiled, I must say, but you know, it, it all makes for better content. So me personally, I'm not complaining. And it's actually kind of nice to have a week on here where it's just me talking to you guys. We could talk about some barbering. I can answer more of you guys' questions and just talk about some things. So I'm debating whether or not you guys let me know debating whether or not I should have a guest on next week or should I wait another week? I'm thinking to wait another week and then have more guests on in May uh, because this month is rapidly coming to an end. But I'm, I'm thinking about having another guest on in May. But like I always tell you guys, if you guys want to see anyone on the podcast, tag me and them in a post, like create a story, create a post, whatever. Get the buzz going because, like I said, and I always say this, yet I'll do my job. I'm going to do my job, which is to get people on, reach out to people, and blah, blah, blah. Now, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but it helps when they actually see other people wanting to see them on a certain podcast. So, like I said, guys, you guys have to do some work too, but like I said, I will do my job. So, don't worry about that but i hope everyone's doing good and, and barbering uh i hope everyone's weeks are good i had i hope everyone had a very fruitful <laughs> thanks or not thanksgiving i was about to say thanksgiving weekend but easter weekend um it, it was quite busy i must say uh with uh with barbering at least for me and i know a lot of other barbers it was it was very busy in the shops a very I mean like I was surprised at how busy it was this weekend and I don't know if that has anything to do with Easter weekend or if that was just an anomaly or what I, I have no idea right but that's the busiest I've seen it uh in the shop since I've been there but you know good for everyone uh, a lot of barbers that I talked to they said it was it was pretty busy there for Easter weekend I mean you guys let me know in the comments below uh was it busy where you work for Easter weekend? Because, uh, man, it, it was quite great, which means, and it begs the question, did you guys have a slow week to follow? You know, because all those people coming, all your clients coming, more than likely they're not going to need a haircut three days later, four days later. You know what I'm saying? So so let me know. Uh, did you guys get get dried up a little bit towards the beginning of the week? I know my beginning of the week started off kind of slow, but it was to be expected, you know, uh, all that work. And then 
you know, some barbers, after having such a good weekend or a good week last week, some barbers are trying to take off a few days earlier in the week, which is kind of funny. So shout out to everyone that's watching and listening, whatever you're doing uh, <laughs> in the comments. But we're going to talk some some barbering. Oh, let me let me tell you before we even get into some topics and things. Jason, I see you out there now, Jason, I'm going to have Jason on the podcast soon. He's another barber educator out here in the Dallas area. He does some good stuff, and I don't want to talk too much because I'd rather talk about it once he's on the podcast, but if I do have a guest on next week, it will be Jason. Now, if I don't, it'll be the week after, but I just cannot wait. I cannot wait. I also have another good guest. I've been throwing his name around, Vic the Barber. I'm sure, or at least I hope you guys know who Vic the Barber is, if not you better ask somebody go get familiar with Vic the barber one of the ogs when it comes to this youtube thing but i'm excited to have him on i was slightly communicating with him on instagram a little bit in the comments he commented on one of my on my post today and i thought it was quite ironic because i was like i was just thinking about vic you know i was like dang i was i was thinking about reaching out to vic and then he commented, so it actually made it a little bit easier for me. So uh, so expect to see Vic the Barber. I'm going to probably have Vic on in May. I don't I don't want to end April off with Vic. Uh, I'd, I'd rather have Vic on in May. But like I said, guys, if y'all want to see more people, let me know. But I, I put a post on, on Instagram. If you guys don't follow me on Instagram, you can follow me. I do a barber. You know, I post haircuts and stuff. Uh, I mean... Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you just want to, look, I'm not going to, like, campaign for you guys to follow me on Instagram. You know, if you want to follow me on Instagram, follow me on Instagram. If you don't, whatever. I, I really don't, I really just don't care. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm more on Instagram to get customers than I am to entertain barbers. So that that's my whole purpose of being on Instagram. I, I try and use it to get customers. And I've, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Like if I only had 200 followers on Instagram, I would be fine with that. And But here here's the caveat to that, though. If it was 200 people and they were all my loyal customers, I'd be totally fine with that. That's a really good question. I'm going to pose a question to you guys. How many customers do you think it takes for one barber to be booked? And when I mean booked, I mean, I don't mean like completely booked every day, but I mean decently booked every day. How many customers do you think it would take for a barber to be booked? 200 clients, 150 clients, because if you think about it, you know, if you're booked, all, if you, let's say you cut from the moment you walk in from the moment you leave and we'll say. Let's just say you cut 15 people a day. That That's a, a pretty fair number. You know, I don't want to say 20 or 25, you know, because not everyone's doing that and not everyone can do that. But let's just say 15. 15 is a number that's very doable in about, uh, let's say, eight to 10 hours. You know, a lot of barbers work eight to 10, 10 hours a day. Some barbers work 12 hours a day. But let's just say uh, how many clients do you think it takes? For someone to be booked. Now, Jason, he's saying 300. 300. Ooh, man. That's it. Now, think about that. 
a lot of people have that question on how to build clientele. That That's one of the biggest questions that barbers ask, how to build clientele. And the other one, damn it, I forgot the, the other question that a lot of barbers have. But building clientele is one of them outside of, you know, learning how to cut hair better and things like that. But building clientele, that's a tricky one. That's one of those questions that you can't put a, a definite answer on how to build clientele. They're just like little tips and clues and things like this. It's like go pass out business cards. Okay, you can go pass out business cards. Let's say you pass out 100, you only get 10% return, so you get 10, pe 10 people out of that 100 that you touched. You know, would you think, uh, some people may say, oh, that's not really that successful. Okay, whatever. Now, let's say you use social media. Social media is good, but the thing is you have to create content. So a lot of people get frustrated when it comes to social media because they'll post, they'll post, no post, but they don't get anything out of social media right away. They don't get that instant gratification that they're looking for. So a lot of people, they'll quit because posting does take some work. When you, when you really try and engineer your social media page and really build your followers, get the attention from prospective clients that takes some work, you know, it's a lot harder. I'm going to be honest. Cause I do both a little bit of both doing the social media thing is harder because one, you have to take pictures, you have to do video, you have to tag people, you have to hashtag correctly. You have to know when to post what to post, blah, blah, blah. Like it's much more work than going up to someone and handing out a business card. Now I say it's easier, meaning if you're, if you're not a scary person, if you're not scared of, of going up and talking to people, because you know how some people they have that they have fear of rejection, they get anxiety when meeting new people and all that silly stuff. Me, no, that's not the case. But I do know that for some people, and I can agree with this, that it's easier to just hand someone a business card. That's easy. It's easy to just go up to someone and say, "Hey, introduce yourself." Blah blah blah. Now, who knows how long that interaction lasts? Maybe like maybe it's a 30 second minute, uh, interaction, depending on if they ask questions. Some people don't, they're just like, okay, okay, cool. Some people are like, Oh, where are you located? Oh, how long you been cutting? Like some people will actually go back and forth with you, but look, that's not the case. But like I said, it's easier to hand out business cards. It's a lot harder on social media because you really have to put in the time and the effort when it comes to social media. So a lot of people get frustrated. They just, they stop posting or they stop posting regularly. And then you're not going to, really reap the benefits of social media. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to get back to the comments guys, but you can't just give up. You can't just stop. It's just like with cutting hair and getting better. Or let's say you're trying to reach a certain financial goal. You can't stop. You got to keep going. You got to really see it through and give it an honest try because that statistic is very true where they say, where they say a lot of the barbers that get their barber license don't renew it once it's time to renew their license. And that's very true because a lot of barbers don't see it through, especially nowadays you get a lot of people that come into the industry that just want to hit a quick lick. They see a lot of barbers popping on Instagram. They see their barber, maybe, um, 
driving nice cars. They've got money, blah, blah, blah. And they want the same thing. It looks easy, which I guess, you know, it makes sense. It looks easy, but technically it's not. Like building clientele can be hard. You know, some people have an easier time than others. You know, the position you're in, where you work, your work ethic, you know, all the, a lot of factors go into to how fast you can build a clientele, but you got to see it through. You know, you can't just be like, all right, cool, man. I've been here like three, six months or a year. I'm not seeing anything. You know, I'm going to pack it up. Like, you can't do that. That's just not how it works. Like, you, wow, that dude just shot an air ball. I'm over here. Sorry, guys. Like, I'm, I'm really, I'm trying, I'm paying attention, guys, but I'm, I'm watching the basketball right now. But you can't, you got to see the whole thing through. If you just, especially if your intentions are just to come in and hit a quick lick, you're going to be out the door as, as quick as you came. Like you really have to have a solid plan, stick to the plan, work the plan, and then just execute it. It's really that simple. So what's Jason saying in the comments? He says some clients are every week customers. Some are two week customers and some are six week customers. Yeah, that is very true. I have a client. He comes about every two months. You know, he's Caucasian. So in the haircuts he gets, it, it allows him to grow out and he's able to style and do other things with his hair. Um, and, you know, he, he'll come every two months. If I'm lucky, he'll come every month. You know, I have another client. He comes about every four to six weeks. So, you know, it's just one of them things. But I, I definitely know what you mean, though. I definitely know what you know what you mean. Um, but yeah, you gotta, you guys gotta be persistent in this game and this, it, it applies not only to barbering, but it applies to life. You know, if you keep quitting on everything, it's not going to work out for you. You know, you're going to get the same result and winning is a habit. And so is losing, losing is a habit. You know, if you, if you build a pattern of losing and getting into your mind that, okay, cool. I'll just take the easy way out every time. Trust me, that becomes a habit and it's a bad habit, especially if you're trying to play the long game. Uh, you're asking, have, or, have I ever cut a famous person's hair? No, I have not. Um, no, I have not, but I'm not opposed to it. Uh, another question uh, or comment, word of mouth is the best promotion. I wouldn't say that's the best, but I would say that it is a good way of promoting. My thing when it comes to promoting is this. It's all good. I like it all, right? So word of mouth, that's good. Social media marketing, that's good. Handing out business cards, that's good. Whether you use some other tactics to uh, advertise yourself on social media, things like that, they're all good. I'm not one of those who, that says, okay, handing out business cards didn't work for me. So handing out business cards is trash or social media didn't work for me. Handing out business cards work better. So damn social media. I'm not one of those guys. I like doing it all. You know, it's all work for me. I've handed out business cards. I'm now look, look, I'm going to be honest. What has worked out best for me? If I had to stack up the three word of mouth, uh, social media, 
and handing out business cards. I'm going to be honest, handing out business cards has worked out the least for me. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I've only had a few people come in for me handing out business cards. I've had plenty of people come in and get haircuts because they have found me on social media. I have had plenty of people get haircuts for me because they were refer they they were referred by someone else. So for me, word of mouth and social media has worked out best for me. So that's what I tend to work out more. But I'm not opposed to handing out business cards because I know it works. It's just for me in my experience, it hasn't been the best. Oh, we're talking about uh, we're talking about a bunch of stuff with Barbara, and I'm going to answer some questions that I that I uh, did on Instagram. So a lot of you guys uh, were curious about some things. Uh, who's the the rudest customer that I've had? Hmm, that's an interesting one because I don't get very many rude people, and when people are rude, I don't try and match their energy. Like I, I just try and deflect and get them in and, and out as quickly as possible, right? Try not to be too confrontational because that's just not good. It, it's not good energy. Like I'm all about having good positive energy and having that energy stay the same. I don't, I don't want it to go off negative and do that. Like I just like positive energy. So one that, I wouldn't even call him rude. Like, no, I wouldn't even call him rude. No, I really haven't had any rude people. You know, you get the people, and this is if you want to call this rude, the people that come in like, oh, you know how to cut? Or they come in with a bunch of sarcasm, things like this. Like, I'm, I'm sure like other barbers get this where people come in like, you know, like, you know what you're doing? Like this, that, like, oh, Oh, how much you charge? And you tell them the price and they're like, whoop, for real? Like, yeah, you get this stuff, but this is typical. I don't really call this rude, although it is rude, you know, to be honest, because when you think about it, you know, I don't go to other establishments and ask people if they're good at their job. I don't go to other establishments and ask them, why is the price this much or blah, blah, blah. Like it, if I don't like the price, I'm not going to pay it. Right. I'm not going to sit there and be like, why, why is it so much? Or why this? That? like, that's not my style. So if you talk about that, be which I, I do consider that to be rude. I get that uh, quite a bit, but those type of people, but you know, I, I just take it with a grain of salt. Oh, snap. He said, you a waiver. Yeah. I'm good at, uh, I'm good at cutting waves. Yeah, waves. What's funny about uh, cutting waivers? I'm just gonna be honest. I think most hairstyles are pretty easy to cut. I don't have a problem cutting any hairstyle. Just to be honest with you guys, like I really don't. And with barbering, I think a lot of people what they fail at is knowing the basics. A lot of people don't understand the fundamentals, and they don't have a good foundation and cutting hair and their knowledge with hair. If you have a good knowledge, a good foundation, what this does to this type of hair, what this does to that type of hair, how to create shapes with haircuts. And this is more of like straight hair styling and stuff like that, but how to create certain shapes 
what what style you're trying to create and what shape you need to create that style. Like if you know this stuff and you know how to cut like this, a, a lot of this stuff's basic, like cutting a waiver's hair is basic. Like I, I really don't understand how people mess up waivers, haircuts, or how people mess up a comb over or a pompadour. It's just, it's just a lack of knowledge. That's what it is. Uh, plain and simple. I, I don't know what else to say. I'm not going to say like, Oh, it's because his scissors don't cut good. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, or, Oh, he, he doesn't have the right blow dryer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's because they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that that's all that, that that's all it is, man. No, 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 no disrespect taken. But let me go to Instagram and answer some of these questions because I know some of the people that follow me on Instagram, they'll probably be like, like, dude, you posed this question, but you didn't even, you didn't even, uh, uh, answer your question. So, all right, guys, let me go to Instagram. Let me actually find these questions. That's, that's the one thing about Instagram. Sometimes it gets a little tricky. There we are. I got to actually find the, find these questions. There we go. Okay. So first question. I start barber school in August. Any tips and what is the best way to gain extra experience? Okay, here we go. Tip number one. I'm going to try and give you three tips and be out. I'm going to do a bam, bam, bam. I'm going to hit you with a two piece and a biscuit and skirt, skirt. You know what I'm saying? So tip number one, be a sponge. When I, what I mean by that is always be willing to learn and don't refuse learning anything in barber college, especially if you don't know anything. I mean, like, like how pretentious is that? If you don't know anything, right? If you go into a situation or scenario and you don't know anything, but then you're putting caps on yourself saying that, man, I ain't going to do that. You know, like how arrogant is that? Like guys, like let that, <laughs> let that just soak in. How arrogant are you to say, I ain't going to do that when you don't know any damn thing? Oh, man. That, that's, that's just unbelievable, bro. Like, for real. Now, tip number two, don't refuse any haircuts. That's pretty simple. I don't need to elaborate on that. And number three, tip number three on how to gain extra experience. If you're not giving out now look each barber college is different right the prices are all different i was at a barber college where they were charging anywhere from three five seven dollar haircuts and then i was at another barber college where they charged thirty dollars for haircuts so you know it just is what it is you know uh now if that's the problem like maybe you're not getting customers in because the price is too high or maybe you're just not getting customers in the barber college Go volunteer at a homeless shelter. Go cut some hair for free. I did that before. It's in one of my vlogs. Uh, Five forty style out. I'm not sure where you are, but if you're in Dallas, uh, hit me up. I will be glad to service you. Uh, <laughs> but I did this before. I did it in the vlog. It's on my channel. You can check it out. But that's what I did. I I cut people, like family and stuff, for free. Things like this, just to gain extra experience. Uh, talk to your instructors. You know, if if you want some extra experience, you know, go out, ask people. You know, use social media to help yourself. Leverage social media to help yourself. Say, hey, I need some experience with this. Especially if there's like some certain styles that you have a problem with. I mean, look, if your school is charging three or five dollars for haircuts, 
man, damn, like pay for somebody's haircut. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to be honest with you. Just pay for somebody's haircut. Just like, especially if it's three or $5, pay for somebody's haircut. Like, let's say you're having problems with, with uh flow haircuts, right? Dude, that's invaluable to learn that pay for somebody's haircut. Just have them come in, pay for somebody's haircut. Uh, another, uh, next question. What, whoa, what the hell just happened? All right. Next question. What made you drop everything and move to Houston? Uh, correction. <laughs> next question. But I, let me clarify. I don't live in Houston. I live in Dallas. I've talked about this in my barber story, but I'll, I'm not going to elaborate or go too in depth, but I'll try and brief or I'll try and wrap this up in 30 seconds or less because I want to get to some more questions. When I was in Florida, three years, I, I, look, let me say this right now. I've been cutting hair for three years. Might not be able to tell by the work that I do, but yes, I've been cutting hair for less than three years. Uh, let me say this. So like when I was in Florida, I had a taxi business. I found the passion of cutting hair accidentally by cutting my son's hair after we took him to a salon for his first haircut when the stylist was uncomfortable cutting his hair. I cut it at home. I discovered that I have a passion for this and I said, Hey, I want to do this damn barbering thing. So I moved to Texas or Dallas to start barbering. So like I moved here September, 2016, two weeks later, I was enrolled in barber college and then the rest is history. And you're listening to me now on this podcast. So, you know, yeah, I know. Right. Let's get me to 7,000 sub- subscribers. Let me, let's get me to 10 grand. You know what I'm saying? Let's get me to 10,000 subscribers. It's weird with that uh O'Reilly nation and that's my man uh Omega Nation man he's always showing some love supporting the channel showing like uh, this dude ain't even a barber and he's in on the podcast so like he's the real winner you know what I'm saying he's the guy I I, I talked about him in last week's podcast where he was surprised that I answered the phone when uh he called me on Instagram which I, I I realized this a few months ago that Instagram has a feature where you can call people weird and, but he called me and he was surprised that I answered. But like I was telling you, when Busco was on the podcast with me last week, that I respond to everyone. I respond to everything. Like if you DM me, or if you leave a comment, I'm going to reply back to you because I just I know how that is, especially me coming up in barbering and trying to get better and my obsession with it. Like I remember like you would comment or something or DM someone if they don't reply back to you, it's almost like, damn, like this dude don't even care or whatever. So I know how that feels. So I wouldn't, I I possibly wouldn't dare do that to someone else and not reply to them because I know how much it means to people, especially if they support your channel or support whatever it is that you do to come out and at least show them that you acknowledge them. All right, so let me uh let me Justin Melendez. He he's out here in Dallas. Shout out to him. I need to holler at Billy too. But he's asking, uh, would you agree that trends in the U.S. are going to follow what's going on in Europe, such as crops and mids? Yeah, I I, I think that happens. You know, there's there's the influence, like barbering. A lot of people barbers they like things. It just, it seems like it's trendy. It's almost like fashion, you know, you, skinny jeans and whatever the, these jeans are called. They got the stressed look, the rip look and all this other weird stuff. Like, yeah, people like this stuff and it's trends. The same thing with hair is trends. You know, the things come over, you know, 
and what makes it even crazier is you know you see entertainers athletes rappers you know things like this wearing these styles then people are gonna follow suit because you know people want to look like the people that got money you know what i'm saying so is what it is but let me talk about me getting to seven thousand subscribers and me getting to ten thousand subscribers just, 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 just bear with me for a second so it took me about three years to get 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. I hit that mark, I think it was 2017. It was the it was the year that McGregor fought Mayweather. So I think it was 2017. I remember I hit it like mid 2017. So it took me three years, it was about two or three years to hit 1,000 subscribers. And it's funny how that works, right? Because it took me so long to, to hit 1,000. And remember what I, I, I mentioned earlier about seeing it through and sticking with it? This is what I mean about sticking with it. So it took me two to three years to get 1,000 subscribers. It literally took me months to get my next 1,000. Does that make sense? Hell no, it doesn't. But that's just how life is sometimes. It's like they say, it's hard to get your to make your first million, but the next millions you make after that is easy. It's the same thing you see with social media. Like look at guys on YouTube or or look at uh let's let's, let's talk about 360 Jeezy. So Jeezy, how long it took him to get a million subscribers? It took him years, right? Look at his channel now, he has over two million subscribers. His next million was easy. It was so easy that for him to hit another million. And it's like what I was saying, uh, I think when Boost goes on the podcast, people like to be a part of your success. People want to, like, like if something's popping, everyone wants to be a part of that because they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know who this guy is. Oh, yeah, I follow him. So people like it. So like I said, two to three years from my first grand, it took me like a month or two months to hit another couple grand. Now, to reach 10,000, I'm trying to get to 10,000. I'm trying to get to 10,000 fast because I have a feeling once I hit 10K, the subscribers are just going to keep going. And I've noticed that, like, there's these levels to it, right? So it's like get to 1,000, everyone's happy. Like, I'm sure you guys don't do YouTube, so you guys probably won't know what I'm talking about. But if you're on social media or Instagram or Facebook or things like that, you might be able to relate to this. So it's like you get to your first hundred, you're like, oh, then you get to your thousand mark. You're like, oh, and then let's say you get to 10,000. The next 10,000 will probably be probably be easy. Just because everyone's like, oh, man, this dude has 10,000 followers. Oh, let me follow you. You know, like people just it seems more enticing to follow you because you have this many more followers. And then you get, let's say a hundred thousand. Then you start getting 10,000s of followers every few months when you, it took you years just to get 10,000 people. But yeah, yeah. Oh man. Justin Melinda, you hit the nail on the head with that one. He said, YouTube makes the most popular channels more popular. The rich get richer. And that's what it is guys. Like, I'm telling you, y'all got to be careful making rich people richer. And I'm really careful about that in certain scenarios, especially if I don't know the person or if I'm not a part of that industry or whatever the case may be. I, I try to be real careful with making uh, rich people richer or making just people richer in general, because I'm like, man, I like to see the small guys come up because 
the thing is this if you rich if you popping already you don't need any more damn help like what what am what like what am i gonna do to help you you already popping let me go help somebody else pop you know what i'm saying i'm i'm, I'm going back to uh back to these fights oh o'reilly nation he was asking when am i going to do another fights and fades okay if, so if you guys don't know i'm on this channel I, I was starting to do this new series called fights and fades where i'll go live in the barbershop and i'll cut one of my customers hair that has an interest in fighting so i have a few customers that actually watch fights and stuff like that and when we when they come in we chop it up about fights like today i did this dude's edge up we were talking about boxing um but there's this one uh, customer in particular, his name's Tony. He'll actually, he has an appointment for this Saturday morning. So uh, I'll actually try and do a fights and fades with Tony. I was actually hoping that he would have come this past weekend, but he couldn't because I couldn't squeeze him in. I was booked on uh, on Friday, so I couldn't even get him in. But, 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 but he'll be here Saturday and we'll talk about some fights. Because I really want to talk about that Max Holloway uh Poirier fight and then the Gaslam Adesanya fight. Uh Edwin Jordan, he's asking how fast is it that you need to cut hair for a customer to give quick quality cut, talk and da 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 make them feel comfortable. And I hope you're still around uh Edwin. I just didn't see your question until now. I just decided to go back and answer some random questions, but anywhere between 30 to 40 minutes. Uh I'm and I'm going to be honest with you. Because I'm just real. I'm I'm just I'm gonna keep it all the way real with y'all. Sometimes my cut my cut my cuts take 50 minutes an hour, but that's usually a haircut beard. But sometimes my haircuts can take 40 to 50 minutes just a haircut. But a haircut beard can take about an hour for me sometimes. Usually that's when I don't have anyone after them. If I know someone's not after them, and also if I'm cutting the customer's hair, that's that we vibe well with and we have a lot to talk about i have customers i kid you not i have some customers where i'll cut their hair and like we're still talking after i cut their hair after i ripped the damn cape off of them we're still talking and it's like they're walking out and i'm and i'm just like man man like too bad like you gotta go because i really want to talk about this that's like that that's how crazy the relationship it is between the barber and the customers that like, and it's not like that with every customer. Like some customers, you know, you, you have a good rapport, you have a good relationship between you and you guys talk about different things. And I have a few customers like that. I'm just like, dang, like one customer, I was like, <clears throat> this past Friday, actually I had to squeeze him in because I had a house call to do. And then he came in trying to get a cut before the house call. I'm like, dude, I told you don't come up here. But I squeezed him in, and then we were talking. He was done with his haircut. He hung out for like an extra 10 minutes. We were talking about uh, wrestling and MMA and stuff. But 30 to 40 minutes. I'll just keep it at that. But like I said, with me, when we when I get to talking and stuff, and we just chilling, the vibes chill, I know there's no customers behind, behind them. I'll take a little bit longer. You know what I'm saying? Because look, like it's like the saying goes, time flies when you're having fun. So like when you're talking, it's just like it's cool, you know. It just is what it is. But let me uh let me go back to answering these. Oh, 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 oh. Justin Melinda. Okay, so let me go back to what he was saying before I go back to the Instagram questions. He was saying YouTube makes the most 
popular channels more popular the rich get richer that is so true now i was talking about this with one of my clients case in point uh we talk about a lot of stuff uh me and this particular client we talk about religion slightly which i don't really like talking about religion uh we talk about politics sometimes famous people personal things like like home ownership uh jobs the dark web you know what I'm saying? Things like this. But I, t I told him because we were talking about Mr. Beast, like a few haircuts of his ago. And I told him this. I was like, I, I told him how, because uh, we were actually talking about the dark web. And I was like, I don't know how. And I was just thinking, like, how do we get on the topic of the dark web? Like, we're talking about the dark web. And then I thought about it. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. we were talking about me falling down the YouTube rabbit hole. So what'll happen is, you know, you, I'm sure you guys know, like you watch one YouTube video, you might be watching a video on how to install drywall. But then next thing you know, you talk, you're looking at UFO conspiracies and you're like, how the hell did I go from looking up how to install drywall on YouTube to now I'm looking at UFO conspiracies. That's called falling down the YouTube rabbit hole. But I was telling him that Sometimes I'll accidentally fall down the YouTube rabbit hole because YouTube has this wonderful feature called autoplay autoplay. And I'm sure if you're watching this video or if you watch plenty of YouTube videos, you know what autoplay is. You play a video and then once it's over, it'll play the next video. So I was telling him how I was watching videos and I've been watching tons of, and I was like watching barber videos, barber videos and uh, things like this. Cause I showed him my history and I was like, this is so weird that and Mr. Beast, he's like a big YouTuber, by the way, making millions of dollars a year through YouTube. Now, I, I showed him that I was watching this barber video, but if I had autoplay on, it would have played a Mr. Beast video. And this video had like 5 million views. And I'm just like, this is the perfect example of YouTube just wanting these big channels just to get bigger. And it's so important that like, if you follow people that you really like to share their content, to p get the word out there, to help their channel grow, like do your best because look, YouTube is a job, man. It, it's, it's really a job. It, it's a job where you're overworked and underpaid for the majority of YouTubers. You know, even if you're a big YouTuber, that's a lot of work too. So like those people that do daily vlogs or the people that put, and you could tell by the people that put work into their content and put work into their channel and they really care about the channel. Uh, and I'm gonna be honest, like when I was first doing YouTube the first few years, I, I didn't put much work into it. I did a lot of live streams, I did a few videos and things like that, but I didn't put a lot of work into it. But when I did put the work into it, I saw my channel grow more. But yeah, YouTube, they definitely want the more popular channels to grow. It, it, it's like I say, it's hard to get your first whatever, but the next one is easier. And then you got to conquer another goal. So life is, and if you're fellas, for the fellas out here that's listening to this podcast, you always want to be having goals, having something that you want to achieve. Don't be that dude that just scratch your ball, sit there. You do the same old thing. Like if I ask you what's up, what's new, you're like, same thing, man, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, always have something that you should be working towards. You know, like if you're a man, 
a woman's not gonna want you if you don't have goals like most women like women that really are are using hypergamy like they're not trying to look for a dude that has nothing going on for himself a dude that doesn't have any goals or ambitions in life i'm not speaking to the fellas right now like like have something going on for yourself don't be like oh every time someone hits you up you're never busy you always have free time on your hands you know what i'm saying like don't be that guy like be the guy that has a purpose that's doing something that's trying to go after something like always doing something you know what i'm saying like be busy guys so he's also asking justin Lindis, have you thought about changing your setup for like a week slash month using different clippers slash brands to try and challenge yourself hmm uh brandon to answer your question yes i slightly do that already uh what now when you say about change my setup meaning let's say i'm using babeless clippers and retro t cut trimmers and stuff like this no but if you watch any of the videos in the channel or watch things you would know that i have let me count real quick one two three four five six seven eight nine ten clippers well 12 if you include the series seven shavers but a lot of those are the same so it's like two of everything so i guess you could say six or seven so i have let me just let you guys know what i have on my station if you are not familiar t outliners slimline pro Alliance, bronze series seven shaver uh and this super zr and this master and this fat master and the envies so yeah seven if i counted that correctly i'm not quite sure but seven so i rotate between the two or not between the two but between the mini so sometimes i'll use my masters sometimes i'll use the envies sometimes i'll use my detachables to do a cut with only detachables sometimes i'll use the envies sometimes and i have wall guard system i have the single magnetic guards i have the double magnetic guards i have blades so sometimes i'll i'll switch it up so to answer your question yes i do that because one i get bored sometimes and then two i've noticed with certain clients that i have certain tools are better than others um like you know when i cut my clients hair and i i tell some of my clients this that i don't cut your hair the same every time and I, I i ask my customers do they notice that i do that and some of them don't and then a few of them do know it they do know that oh he's using different clippers or he's using a different method of fading like um but i only do that until i achieve mastery because that's what i'm looking for and that's ultimately like why i'm tinkering and using different fading techniques using different tools with them because I'm trying to achieve mastery because I have some customers that have good hair and they fade well, it's easy to work with. And then I have others where it's just like, it's some work, you know what I'm saying? Like you got to work at it. You know, you're going to earn this $30 haircut. You know what I'm saying? They're going to make me work for it. But the other times I have some of them just like, it's easy money, but I try and achieve mastery. And once I achieve mastery, 
in my opinion, and that's just what I'm saying. Like, when I mean by mastery, I don't mean by like, oh, I'm the master now. You know, no, I mean like I've mastered cutting this particular client's hair to perfection. That's what I mean by that. And then once I can do that, I'll challenge myself and do something else and see if I can achieve mastery with another tool. But me, I like to be as efficient as possible in using the best tools to achieve the best look for this particular client. And I know some clients, different things work out differently for them. So you're saying you recently switched to the Envies. I use a Rose FX and I enjoy them along with the single magnetics. Well, hmm, you're, that's interesting to know that you actually like the Envies with the single magnetics because I don't. Uh, <laughs> I, I really love the Envies with the wall senior blade, that standard fade blade. I've love it. And I use the, the wall guard system. Uh, if you guys don't know how I fade. So like I put a story, I posted a story of one of the haircuts that I did. Case in point, okay. All right, perfect. Perfect example. The tale of two haircuts, right? So I was cutting these two brothers. If you look at my stories and see that haircut, I used uh I used a very simple way of fading, which was to fade with guidelines and fade my way up. So I balled them out, right? Hit them with a shaver, took my slim lines etched out the little shaver remnants of the shaver line, boom, open my envies with the wall blade on it, one inch guideline, half closed, boom, blurred out that line. I go up one and a half blade, right? So, so me, I use a combination of blades and guards. I honestly don't like using guards past the one or I mean past the zero or the half because I just don't feel they cut to my liking. The blades cut quicker. They get you a real quick, clean result, and then I clean up with the zero or the half. But, so, one and a half blade, another inch. Now I take my envies with the half guard open, go into that to lighten it, and I go half and close to polish it up. Then I go up, you know, if I'm using, if I continue to use blades, I'll use a three and a half and clean back up with the two, maybe use the one and a half blade with the corner and the blade is done. So that's what you saw. If you ever go check out the story on my Instagram, that's up now. His brother got a similar haircut. He got a low fade. I didn't do a video of this or a story of this. I should have. It's my fault. That's me for you. But he got a low fade with a comb over with his hair. I faded down. So his brother's haircut, I faded up using guidelines, but on the other brother, I faded down. So I started with a three and a half blade. Boom, boom, boom. Well, okay. I created my guideline or, you know, the shape of the low fade went up with a three and a half boom, knocked out some bulk Two blade right underneath the three and a half, one and a half right underneath the two, Envies with the half with the level open right underneath the one and a half. I almost closed the Envies with the uh, half closed right underneath that. Took the half off. I closed the Envy about halfway and I was hidden at the corner at the bottom line. And then I, I slightly closed it and then I was hitting the corners just tightening up the, the bottom line. And then I followed up with the shaver at the bottom. 
tale the like I said, the tale of two fades. I I faded both of their hair totally different. Now I've faded his brother's hair before using guidelines, but I know that for what he was asking, it was better that I would fade down rather than use guidelines. The tail of two phase. So sometimes, like I say, I like I like to use different systems for different things. So like if 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 I have a customer like this particular case today where he said I want a low fade, but I want to keep the fade low, meaning he wants to compress the blend. He doesn't want it to be stretched out. He wants to keep it low. So what I did was in my and through my experience, I know that for me, I prefer to fade down to have a more compressed blend rather than using smaller guidelines. I found that it I work faster, more efficient, and the blends come out better when I do that versus just using like a half inch guideline and just working up in in, the, in those increments. So that's just me, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I know Justin Melinda is like, then why not just switch the wall? Because I don't have any wall clippers, Justin. So. That means I would have to spend more money and I don't want to do that. So I'd much rather spend, what was it? I think $16 for this blade and then about $16 to buy a half one and a one and a half. I'd much rather do that than buy a, a whole new clipper. And I like Andis, so it just is what it is. I already had the clippers, so it just worked out perfectly. Uh, if, if you ever go watch that NVLI hack video that I, I mentioned, Vegas. I went to barber college with him. He's a barber here in Dallas. Shout out to Vegas. But he told me about this years ago. 2000 and I think 16 is when he told me. Maybe 2017 like in the beginning of the year. He told me because he had the wall blade on his envies. Because he he saw that I had envies. He was like, "Man, you like these?" I was like, "Man, I love them." Cuz I was rocking hard. I mean, I'm still rocking hard with the envies, but I was rocking hard with the envies like almost 3 years ago. But he was like, man, I put this wall blade on. He's like, man, I love it. And I, I looked, and I was like, mm. I was just like, eh. you know, yeah, some, sometimes you just don't, you're not smart in the moment. And that, that was just me. I was just like, eh. but years later, I, I put the damn thing on. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, what the hell have I been doing? Because I've noticed like with the envies, there's like a slight problem, like with the blends. I've noticed with the envies, maybe one day what I'll do is. I'll go back because I have a I have a third pair of envies in uh in the suite. It's in the it's in my traveling case, but I just leave it there. I think one day what I'll do is I'll break them out and I'll fade with them and I'll see if maybe I just got better, or if it really is the envy blade that is just like eh. Cause I've noticed that the envy blade, like my blends when I was using the envy blades, they're they weren't as tight as they are with this wall surgical blade. I don't know. I don't know. Like if, if any of you have used both the envy blade and the wall surgical blade, let me know if, 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 I'm, if I'm tripping or if that's true. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. See, okay. So Jason Barbara, he said, I wish we charged like the frozen yogurt place based on the level of experience. Now, it's funny you, you mentioned that because one of the barbers that works in the shop, we were talking about pricing, uh, you know, how to raise your prices, you know, because I, like I, I've said this before, I'll say it again. I'm the most expensive barber where I work. 
and some of the other barbers in the shop, they're like, man, like, like man, you be charging a lot. And I look at it and I tell them, man, like, you just got to believe in yourself. You could charge the same thing. What I'm charging is not a foreign idea because there are other people in the surrounding area that's charging what I'm charging or damn close. They may be a few bucks off, but there's other people charging the, the exact same price that I'm charging. But I, I try and preach to them that like, you can do the same. I'm, I'm like, dude, you need to raise your price anyway, but you can charge the same price. I'm like, dude, like if you cut in my customer, like, dude, charge them what I charge. Shoot. You, it's good for you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes I'm not there or I, I can't cut them or whatever. But I'm just saying, like, I, I try and tell them, like, you can charge the thing. But we got on that subject that Jason was talking about. You should be charging the level of experience because I, I, I talk, I was telling this barber cause he was trying to make the case that our commission is horrible completely. And I told him that commission ain't bad in some scenarios. I was like, in some scenarios, commission can be just as good as working booth rental. And I was telling him that there are some barber shops where everyone charges different prices. Everyone's price is not the same because your level of experience is totally different. Now, let's take a scenario where you get a barber that comes fresh out of out of barber college, and let's say the shop is charging thirty dollars, right? I'm just throwing a number out there. So let's say a guy comes out of barber college. He he didn't cut hair before cutting going to barber college. So obviously he still has some work to do, but you got a guy that's been cutting for fifteen years. That's dope. Right. But everyone's charging 30 because, hey, this is what the shop, the shop charges. Right. I don't think that's fair. I'm just going to be honest. I don't think that's fair personally, because that makes no sense that I've been doing this craft for 15 years and I'm charging 30. But you come out of barber college and you're charging the same thing I'm charging. To me, that's not fair. I think you should be charging based on your level level of experience because here's the thing like with customers sometimes they'll come up to you and they'll be like man oh do charge this much okay go to oh do and have them mess your hair up you know like and then i'll fix it cool no problem uh i don't think it's fair when people think that i should be charging this much because this guy's charging this much or let's say your shop owner actually hires people that don't have a license do you think that's fair that you should be charging 30 bucks and then this dude that doesn't have a license and let's say he doesn't have a license and doesn't have experience should be charging the same. No, that's not fair. I don't think it's fair. Let me see what else you guys are saying in the comments. Uh, Justin Melendez is saying the more technical haircut, the more it should cost a ball face should cost more than a two, four. Don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I I need to come check you guys out, Justin. Like you and Billy, I told Billy I'm gonna come check him out, or really just check out the barbershop in general. But I, I'll try and do that maybe next week or the week after, because Mondays and Tuesdays is usually slower, and we're open later, so that gives me some time to kind of run around and uh, do some things. So Jason says he has a pair of Envies with the Master Blade on them. Hmm. Jason, I'm, I'm going to come to the, the to the barber, barber builders whenever I, I have some time, and I'm going to check those out. But to let y'all know, Jason, he's going to come on the podcast here within the next few weeks. So, yeah, so Edwin Jordan, yeah. 
okay see that's what i see see that's what i thought jason was gonna say he machined him because i was talking to uh busco i was talking to busco not even i was talking to him uh before he was even on the podcast we were on the phone together and he was telling me that he put he put i can't remember which blade he put on on something but he was saying you have to machine it as well and i was just like yeah i don't know if i want to I was like, I don't know if I want to do all that just to get that, you know, it's one of those things like I don't like to do something. I don't like to go out my way to do something like if it's there readily available, I'll do it. So let's, let's say I have a pair of Envy's, I have a master with a, or I have some spare master blades and I actually happen to have some tools where or drill where I can actually machine some stuff okay cool i'll do it and have some fun but i'm not gonna go out and buy a pair of envies buy a a master taper blade go buy some drill bits to cut metal and then get all this stuff and then you know create something just because that's just not me i'll do i do things that are at my disposal it's like when people ask me about youtube and oh how to start a youtube channel or what do i need i'm like okay don't go out and spend a bunch of money Use what you have. The best thing that you have is what's in front of you. Like me, for instance, like when I started my YouTube channel, I bought some things. Yes, of course. But I use my iPhone. I started with an iPhone 6. I didn't even have a mic. I was using an onboard mic in the gym talking about fights. It was echoey videos, shitty. But eventually, like things got better. Like I was like, okay, let's correct the audio a little bit. The video doable audio horrible so i upgraded the mic and then slowly did this and this and this but a lot of things like this mic stand right that you see me this mic's attached to right here you see this little this little thing right here this mic stand i didn't go out and buy this i used this because i had it i used to be a dj about 20 years ago i used to dj and this mic stand was back from when i used to dj i actually had a microphone back from when i used to dj this cord now i actually i just replaced this because my xlr cable was jacked up it got jacked up uh because i have a soundboard that i do this with so the xlr cable that plugs into the soundboard it got cracked and then i was like this too janky although you guys can't see it but i can uh that cable that old xlr cable was back from 20 years ago so i'm using things like that are at my disposal i'm not going out of my way to buy stuff and to make things work But that's dope, though. But, oh, let me go back to Instagram and answer these questions because, ooh, 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 I know they're going to be upset because I, I hate to do that to people. Oh, okay, good. This is the last question. I think this is the last question. There may be more. So he says apprenticeship or barber school. If apprentice, if apprenticeship, your view on booth rent went. Wait, what is his question? Hold up. Okay, when to PA? I have geez. Okay. So I'm not going to answer the second part of this question because the first part of the question or the second part of the question kind of a little fuzzy to me, but apprenticeship or barber school. If I had a choice, I would go to barber college. I wouldn't change it any other way. I wouldn't say, Oh man, I'd rather went to, uh, done an apprenticeship. No, I'm actually happy that I went to Barber College. There's a lot of stuff that I learned in Barber College. 
and I'm actually glad that I went to barber college. I got the knowledge of cutting hair because the thing with apprenticeship is, you know, if you don't get the right master barber, you know, and really the a knowledgeable master barber that can really teach you the fundamentals of hair, teach you the technical aspects of hair. Because I'm going to be honest, when I cut hair, I use a lot of the knowledge that I have from that I picked up through barber college, the two barber colleges that I went to and all the stuff I read in the book, I apply all that knowledge to every haircut. So in my opinion, it makes me better at cutting hair because I have this knowledge because I know how to approach things fundamentally and use the basics. Like I'm not a real flashy guy that uses a lot of tricks and stuff. I use a lot of basic stuff. It's just like when I used to do fight MMA, a lot of the stuff that I did was basic. Like when I grapple and do jujitsu and stuff, my style was basic. The I have very good basics. The foundations were very good. So you're not going to catch me with something stupid. I'm very solid, but I expound on the basics. I have very advanced basics, but overall my style is very basic. Very, very basic. Let me go in here because I, I, I swore there were more questions than these. I, I, I know I'm not tripping because I remember Jason asked me a question. But I think I'm going to wait for that question, Jason, because you I remember what you were asking me. I'm going to answer that whenever you come in the, the, the podcast, either next week or the week after. But to let you guys know, Jason's question was this. What is the best financial vehicle for a barber to set themselves up for retirement? Now, I'd love to answer that question right now, but I'm going to wait for Jason to come on and we're going to answer that question together because he's using all these big words over here. The best financial vehicle over here. This guy, Jason over here trying to use those big words, but, but no, but seriously, uh, we'll, we'll definitely do that when, when Jason comes on and I don't think there's anything else. Let me make sure. Okay. We're good. So, so I don't get anyone that's disappointed, but do you guys have any other questions before we wrap up this podcast? Um, it was fun coming on here a little different than actually before, obviously with all the guests, I know you guys love the guests and you guys get to see a different side of barbers. Oh, and by the way, Jason has a YouTube channel. So uh, hes I don't think he's that active. But, you know, go check out his YouTube channel. You know, he does uh, some videos there. He has a few videos. I'm not sure when's the last time you posted, Jason. But, you know, go check out Jason. Go get more familiar before you see him live on here either next week or the week after. But if you guys don't have any other questions, that's going to wrap up today's podcast. I don't want to keep this thing too long. I want to start watching the Warriors game and all that jazz. So thanks for watching. I'll see you guys next week. And of course, like I said before, if you want to see anyone on the podcast, tag me and them in a post on social media, whether it's a story, whether it's an actual post, tag them and myself. Because like I said, I will do my job. Remember those words. I will do my job. When I say I'll reach out to people, 
I will reach out to people. I don't have an ego. I will more than. <laughs> I'm trying to let you're the guy with the book. <laughs> Jay beats away says you should get Raj the barber. Oh my goodness, Raj the barber. That would be hilarious if I got Raj the barber on here. Oh my goodness. I remember watching Raj the Barber when I was in Barber College like three years ago. His videos, is, he's just a funny dude, man. He is a funny dude. Like the thing with Raj, like he, he says a lot of things that are contradictory. But then he has a lot of good points. He He's one of those guys that's like, man, like I don't know how to take Raj. <laughs> But I'm going to get out of here before I start like hashing out a whole nother, nother subject matter because, like I said, we got to watch this Warriors game. Hopefully they can close the Clippers out and then we can get to the second round, you know, them in Houston. But thanks for watching, guys. I'll see you guys next week. It's been your man, I Do a Barber, signing out.